We're here, we're queer, and we're already changing the world. Welcome to the Queer Changemakers podcast, where each episode we will have a conversation with an LGBTQ plus changemaker, someone who is out there taking action in the world to make our community and the world a better place. Welcome to another episode of Queer Changemakers. Today, our guest is Magda Spenta. Hi, everyone. Thank you very much for having me. I'm super excited for our conversation. And yeah, let's let's do it, Justin. Awesome. So would you like to start with a short introduction of who you are and where you're from? Yeah, sure. Um, to be honest, I don't like the question where I'm coming from. So probably after hearing my accent, you you would guess I'm not from the US. My name is Magda. My pronouns are she, her. And I'm a woman who transitioned or a woman with experience of being transgender, a life experience as a trans person. This is, this is my identity. And what I'm doing is I'm encouraging businesses to build a trans inclusive workplaces. What that means in practice, it's like I've been HR leader for 10 years and then I transitioned, made it to female path. And right now, since uh, like two years, I'm I'm encouraging businesses to, to build a trans inclusive workplaces. I appreciate the way you describe this. So you mentioned that you're also in HR. How did you get into HR and then how did you decide to pivot? Yeah, thank you for the question, Justin. So um, I studied psychology a few years ago <laughs> and uh, I wasn't sure what I would like to do. Uh, and I always wanted to uh, work with people and everything happened in Warsaw, in Poland. So I started unpaid internship in a big recruitment company called Randstad. But uh, to be honest, that experience gave me a lot of knowledge. Uh, it was, as I said, unpaid, but I really um, enjoyed it. I just started as as an um, intern and then I've been recru uh, a recruiter and then HR leader. And then, you know, um, I've came with idea of uh, helping trans individuals after my transition or during my transition, because also I realized I'm from Poland, um, or I prefer to say I was born in Poland, but my nationality is Polish. Uh, Polish. And uh, yeah, I, 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 I knew how hard sometimes it's to be, uh, you know, yourself. And that gave me a power to help other individuals uh, and also encourage companies to take concrete actions. Okay, that's awesome. Um, I appreciate that, especially with your background, you're able to sort of take what you've learned and then take your own experience and put them together to do something new. What are a few ways workplaces can be more inclusive? And then the other question is, how might that work? like what are some of the benefits of that more inclusive so i think i would start with the first question um because yeah i'm i'm often asked like why we should um you know allocate our time our energies 
when we talk about leaders, so people are very uh, busy, I would say, even straightforward, they are overwhelmed. And then we are, um, you know, inviting them to build an inclusive workplace. I would give them like the numbers and this is what I really like. I like, I, I really like the data from the US, like um, when we talk about transgender inclusion. Uh, so I'm always uh, giving that uh, the travel project uh, and according to the travel project, uh, 46, so nearly 50% of youth people who identify as LGBTQ+, identify as a transgender or non-binary. And also um, the data from McKinsey is saying that um, according, you know, comparing cisgender people to transgender people, transgender people are twice likely be unemployed. And, you know, um, those um, data is showing that if a companies would like to build an inclusive workplace, and especially if they want to attract transgender individuals, uh, individuals, they need to um, take concrete actions. And uh, also it was a first question about what companies can do, if I understood it correctly, because it was yeah. like 15 minutes ago. <laughs> and uh, firstly, it's, uh, you know, um, it's very important, as I said, about leaders to um, allocate a budget because often still uh, people are thinking that, uh, you know, vol volunteering by people who are from the LGBT plus community, it's enough, but it's not. Of course, it's better than something, but, uh, you know, the companies who uh, would like to, uh, who are doing a lot, so I can give concrete example. For example, in mm -hmm. the US, it's uh, Indeed and also JP Morgan they are allocating a lot of uh, dollars to help people because probably you also are aware of a situation probably better than me that then in some states, you know, uh, it's not great to be transgender and indeed offered people relocate from uh, to states where <laughs> they where people can have, uh, you know, uh, access to, uh, for example, aff affirmation surgery. And uh, if I remember correctly, uh, Indeed offered like $10,000 for the employees who are, you know, interested to uh, take uh, that opportunity and, uh, you know, relocate and go through also affirmation surgery. Uh, this is one thing. And another thing about uh, JP Morgan, what I like is there is a com committee dedicated for uh, issues of transgender and non-binary people. So coming back what I said about, you know, um, volunteering. Uh, so this is contrary. So uh, JP Morgan, of course, it's a big uh, firm, but they are um, having uh, three people who are uh, like each day, thinking how they can improve life and work uh, of transgender and non-binary people. So this is also connected with benefits, 
this is uh, you know connected how to communicate and support people who are going through transition uh, uh, in you know across the the company so uh, I think this is amazing this is a lot and this is uh, also the great example how um, other companies how other people can be inspired and yeah I can talk about it a lot so I will stop here if you have any specific questions uh, I'm happy to oh, yeah. tell more I appreciate that and the two specific examples yeah like, like you said certain states in the u.s are let me say it best i think are proactively trying to be mean and uncaring so it's interesting to hear about companies that'll help you leave those unsafe spaces uh, yeah to live a more thriving life so let's take it a step further right so let's say there's a company um standard company yeah. um, and then they're doing their standard business however they do and then they invite you there to help them become more trans inclusive yeah. right and they are able to experience your your the, the data you share the knowledge you give the training you provide um what's a like best case scenario six 12 months down the road after they've gone through and they actually put into practice what you say um what what could that look like for that company um, yeah a year later firstly it's about uh and also i feel like it's it's very important to have like a bigger perspective because sometimes companies are saying you know what we do not have a transgender person like is it is it common is it common answer for my uh, for example invitation on linkedin so what i'm saying is right but you know you have parents so they might have a transgender or non-conforming child right at some point you have uh, also um neighbors you have colleagues at your organization. So um, understanding and be able to help and, you know, to give a support, it's a lot. And as you ask, Justin, like after six or 12 months, the company can change from the company without having any open transgender person to attract and be maybe in, in some scenarios, it could be a leader of, you know, in, in their industry to attracting people from marginalized group, because let's say straightforward, we are marginalized, right? And also mm -hmm. we are very, very diverse as a transgender uh, individuals. So, um, but of course it uh, required um, time uh, I would say money because what I'm doing, it's not NGO. I'm providing a service and I want to be paid for it according to my competences. And also I'm saying it like, because it's it's very important because uh, what I realized and what I have uh, insights from the conversation from our community, queer, queer community, I feel like often we are having those uh, doubts if our work is enough good, if we should be paid, if, you know, if uh, we are not expecting too much and, 
this is very sad because often we are very qualified and we have those skills. So it's also good to, um, you know, rem uh, have reminder that uh, we should support each other internally as, as, as a community. And that invitation for that podcast, for the conversation, this is something what I feel it's, you know, a support from, uh, from the community. So I'm sending a warm thank you to Stefan that behalf of him, we are having that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Yes. Um, so, so for listeners, I did interview Stefan a few episodes ago, and I actually met Magna. Um, yeah, so I'm part of Stefan's group in Titanology, and I met Magna there at mm -hmm. one of our weekly uh, just group meetings. I'm glad for this because it helps connect more people and hear more stories and more voices. Um, yeah, and one of the things I, I love about Titanology is it is international and I get to hear more about what's happening around the world and not yeah. just here in the U.S. Um, yeah. So I want to go back to a couple of things you said. Um, so in terms of an organization, some of the benefits, extra benefits they get is a bigger perspective and deeper understanding. Um, I appreciate that a lot because sometimes I think when I have conversations like this and I have conversations with other people who identify under the LGBTQIA plus umbrella. I get to broaden my own perspective. I could hear the same words, but said in a different way. And I think that makes me a more rounded person or I just, I, I love stories. And it helps me understand a little more about other stories. Yeah. Um, and I could see that objection you were getting from people we don't have any trans employees being a we don't need this training but also when you talk about the youth and companies wanting to grow um having the training before someone shows up yeah is probably better because you know if they don't have the training and they're interviewing someone yeah, yeah. right they, they might not have a good experience yeah and also thank you uh, you remind me one also another argument like it's connected what i said like those people who are youth we are also youth but they are a bit you know younger than <laughs> I, I don't know your age but yeah i'm i'm after 30 uh in the middle <laughs> so same um, same as same uh, but uh, what i'm trying to say those people are from uh generation z and also they have clear, um, it's another report from Deloitte, like 80% of people from Generation Z, they have clear expectation that they will work in a, in a uh, you know, environment which is inclusive. So if you not provide as an employer, they will not come to you. So this is, this is a very clear uh, statement from that. And uh, yeah, it, it's, you know, um, yeah, and um, those, uh, those uh, expectations are connected with real actions, as I, as I said, like concrete actions. So they would like to see concrete actions and not only for July. Yeah, gives me hope for the future, gives me hope, mm. especially with things like AI and like what what even will the future be? There are 
technologies that can change how we do things. Yeah. But inclusion, I think, is a person thing. It needs it takes people to create an inclusive space. Like you can't really yeah. rely on technology. Technology can only go so far. Yeah. When you think about the people you want to serve, who might be the best fit person? So like yeah. this this is a company that I can really, really help support best. Like you can probably support many, but like who who might be the yeah thank you for that question and also uh, our um, yesterday conversation gave me perspective or I, I had re a reflection that I want to work with companies who you know uh, want to do some things even they don't have transgender people or they don't know about it but they want to allocate resources for for uh for preparation for it and also um i would like to work uh with leaders who identify as a lgbtq plus um people individuals because i i truly believe we still need to uh, empower each other and uh, of course that not means like if you are straight if you are a lie do not uh, talk to me no of course you are more than welcome but uh, i see how people from uh, marginalized groups are still you know not um not uh, proud or not vocal so i really want to help them um yeah to to be promoted to 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 do amazing things because uh i'm very happy and i'm very glad that i've met a lot of people who helped me to be where i am who sometimes believed uh before i believed uh in uh, my value in you know in 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 the um that I can do, you know, uh, business for a bigger scale. And one of the person, it's also Stefan, like he, he believed on the beginning and yeah, he's also supporting me. So, so I truly believe that support, uh, it's, it's amazing because sometimes it just reshare someone's uh, story. Uh, sometimes it's, it's put people to touch and it's like three minutes of, of work. Of course, we are overwhelmed, but uh, I promised myself like a few weeks ago that I will do more right now for others than for me because uh, okay, I know also it's good to find a balance, but, you know, so many people help me uh, to be where I am. And uh, yeah, I want to also help others. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I I love that. But I do think that we we are a community, um, both LGBTQ and just human beings alive. And things mm -hmm. like support, we all need. Uh, I don't think anyone is perfect or <laughs> does everything <laughs> perfectly. And having people around to be along that journey with you, yeah, is very uh, is very important. Um, yeah. So you mentioned it earlier, and you sort of just mentioned it again um, when you were talking about your unpaid internship and HR at a company. You mentioned mentorship, 
And it, it felt like there was a person who, or a couple people who might've been helpful mentors for you on your journey. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you want to share anything about, it could be those people or like something, things they said or how an experience that helped you grow? Yeah, thank you for that question. I would love to tell you more about it. So, um, so uh, before I transitioned, I lived in in London, and London it's it's very important for my story because there I've met a first role model for me of being a transgender. Uh, her name uh, is Sophie, and she was around fifty years old. So you know, as a person from Poland, without as a person from Poland from very Catholic family and the worst conservative part of Poland, I've met her during the sex party. And, uh, you know, it was like a quite comic situation for me because I'm attracted to guys and she stand in front of me and she said, like, you are one of us. You are my girl. And I was like, what's going on here, right? Mm-hmm. And but I'm very grateful to her that she stand up and she said it to me because after, you know, I reflect who I am. Of course, it was like I was a crossdresser before for eight years. So, um, and uh, but that that conversation was like very very important for uh where I am right now. I will come back to the question about mentors, but I felt like it will be also good to share um that story about role model, and uh, yeah. So um, uh, when we talk about that story what what i'm trying to say i will also encourage listeners to be open because if i will not be open i will say like go away i'm looking for you know uh for example <laughs> yeah i'm looking for mm-hmm. I don't know, someone else right do not talk to me but i've listened what she said even it was you know i was confused what's going on here but according to openness, I've listened to her. Of course, I needed time, but I'm very grateful to 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 her what she did. Um, so uh, also, I I think I've shared that story to give you um inspiration that people that uh, you will be the people that you can meet during your journey. It's your responsibility if you will um you know, implement those advice, tips. I don't know if if it was advice, but she was like very clear that she thought I'm a trans person, right? Before I was yeah. thinking about it. Um, but coming back to the mentors, uh, I, I, would, I, I would like to um, tell you about at least one person. So you know already that I'm, I'm working with Stefan from uh, titanology uh, and also I think like uh, right now business accelerator it's uh, it's 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 the thing that that he's doing so people can find it um, by uh, by that uh, uh, but my first uh, and very important business mentor before Stefan her name is Kasia and she is uh, she's also from uh, Poland but she's living in Berlin like me and she is a design thinking facilitator 
um, coach uh, and we've met when I was living in London. So she, she was organizing a course for HR people uh, about um, design thinking in HR. And what I really like and what resonates with me about Kasia, she uh, she talked and she showed like how to use empathy during the all, uh, you know, uh, work with client. And uh, this is about listening about needs of the clients, because I think sometimes people want to, you know, um, firstly uh, tell what we have. And also I did that mistake. So I've learned after working with Kasia that it's better to give a space and listen what people are uh, having, what their needs are, what they are challenges. Yeah. So, uh, and this is good to do by uh, open questions, right? And um, when we talk about cooperation with Kasia, uh, it's been two years of my life and uh, also I've learned that sometimes we need time to work with someone because on the beginning I really pushed Kasia to work with me and she said no it's not a right moment and I remember I asked like many times and I can imagine it was like very annoying to her because uh, you know but then you know, I trusted her fully, trusted, like each session. And uh, it was two years. And this is also um, the results where I am. So we had like two years session at some period each week. So it was a lot of work. Oh, wow. And I had a lot of ideas, but, um, you know... And, you know, I'm coming back to those sessions because they are recorded for, for my internal using. And I see uh, a progress because I had a lot of ideas. I still have a lot of, of ideas. For example, doing mentoring a program for LGBT plus individuals. But we came with Kasia um, with the products that I'm doing right now. So, uh I can shortly say it's a session, ask me anything, how to be a, a trans uh, inclusive workplace and also diversity, equity, inclusion workshop, uh, how leaders and HR professionals can be more inclusive. And the third thing it's uh, about inclusive language. So how to communicate, how to include people from underrepresented groups. So there are three things, main things, what, what, uh, what, what I'm doing with uh, corporates. Okay. I love that. I, I do think in both stories you shared, there's a lot that we can learn uh, from others. And when others are able to give us the time and some space to have those conversations and to maybe see who we are, even if we can't see it. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. I So I feel like for, for the podcast, I, I like to, to focus on both what people are doing out in the world, but then also like who people are in, in the world. So I'd like to hear a little more about your journey. So you mentioned that Sophie saw who you were before you saw who you were. Would you like to share a little bit about how you came into yourself and a little bit about that journey? 
Of course, yeah, thank you very much for the opportunity to share it. So um, I would I, I would start like 12 years ago. So it was 2000, oh my God, counting. It was 12, <laughs> it was 12, uh, yeah, sorry, 2011. 20, yeah, thank you, 2011, yeah. Um, and you know, for the, for, for the majority of my life, I thought about myself as a gay person because I was born as a person with a penis and I was penis and I was attracted to, to guys, but, uh, it never worked. I mean, like I didn't reflect to be honest a lot about it, but it didn't work. Um, so, um, I remember like as as you said it was uh, uh, 2011 and uh, i was living in warsaw in in it's a capital of poland so um i was living with ex my ex best friend and mm -hmm. her name is also kasia so this is this is oh. like kasia's two kasias were very important when we talk about my life uh, Kasia brought me um, her bra. Uh, I don't remember exactly how that uh, uh, borrow me, sorry, borrow me her bra. Mm -hmm. And uh, we came with the idea that I will put a bra. And I remember I registered on one, um, I wouldn't call it dating app. It was like, uh the the website where you can find uh sex uh mm -hmm. it's like you know it's like yeah for hookups yeah a web website for hookups and uh yeah to give a context it was poland and i remember oh my god when and and then she she's makeup artist so she did a makeup on me mm -hmm. And we put those pictures and we, I mean, like, I received a lot of likes, a lot of messages, like, you are, mm -hmm. you are gorgeous, you are fucking sexy. Mm -hmm. Of course, they were, like, words, like, I want to fuck you now. Um, but, you know, it gave me a joy. It gave me, yeah, I felt so attractive, right? Mm -hmm. And that's that 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 registration on 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 that website you know started a period of my life of being a crossdresser it was uh, eight years of my life um, and to clarify what it means exactly to be a crossdresser for me in my case it was wearing woman clothes to have sex with with the guys and uh, also I would give a um, clear statement that this is my journey, this is my personal experience, and it helps me go through then meeting with Sophie and then reflection that I could be a trans person. So I'm not saying like being a crossdresser, it's only the path to be a transgender or it's also connected. So I will not confirm it, but I'm sharing my experience and how it was in my case. So being a crossdresser gave me the possibility to explore my femininity side. 
And also I will admit a lot of meetings that I said it was a risky situations. And this is also mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sharing again and reminding to people who are listening that I was putting not intentionally myself to a lot of risk situations. Yeah. And because I, because I, yeah, I was meeting the people that I've never known and I was inviting them to my apartment. Yeah, and I think that's and like both aspects of what you said because it speaks to some deeper uh, themes. So one, we all have our own journeys. <laughs> so just because a journey started in one place and ended for there doesn't mean everyone needs to go through that same journey and that's the only way it can happen. Um, so I love how you say that. And then also that is a that is a theme that I think happens, especially with some of the trans and non-binary communities of because society may not be as ahead or inclusive um in order to learn there's not there may not be the safest of spaces to learn so you have to like do that risk and mm -hmm. one of the lessons that i take from people um mm -hmm. especially as you're saying this now is mm -hmm. life itself is risk and sometimes mm -hmm. we all have to put ourselves in complicated situations, leaving a job, leaving a relationship, leaving the place we were born. And, you know, there's, there's risk around with that. Um, but in theory, if we're able to like, take that risk to be who we are meant to be, and it can pay itself back. Um, I think that's a beautiful part of the journey. And definitely when I think about some of the change in the world, it's how can we make, how can we lower that risk for, for different people? So it, it's not as uh, life risky, but there's still that internal, you have to make a choice and decision. Um, um, you know, I, I feel like I can, I, I don't like speak behalf of the whole community, but I feel like right now I would like to give one, one, one more sentence if I, if I could. Yes. Um, I feel like, you know, um, as I said, we as um, transgender individuals are very diverse and I'm, I'm really, I'm really um, sad and this is very horrible how some people are treating transgender, as especially women who are sex workers. And uh, I feel like really we as a trans community and as you said, like as a human being really need to have more support and uh, do not uh, be ob objective objectivize. Um, sorry, that word is like very hard yeah. for me. English. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, objectified. Objectified, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because, um, yeah, because it happened a lot to me, to be honest, and uh, I'm, 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 I'm very, I, I feel like I have a privilege to share my story, and also, you know, I'm always trying to share that, um, yeah, like, um, 
people who uh, are doing sex work should be treated well, should be have, uh, I would say, in my opinion, additional support. And I know in some countries it's like more progressive, like in Norway, you know, there is a lot of people, there is a lot of institutions who are giving that support. But unfortunately, across the globe, like, for example, South uh, South America, like Eastern Europe countries, like Poland, Hungary, Romania, uh, you know, they are horrible. They are horrible. And uh, sometimes, you know, I, I'm not a person to tell people what is right or what, what is not. But I've been recently in London. And also I have reflection after going there to the places dedicated for trans women that also we as a community sometimes believe that it's okay to, you know, um, saying us who we are or what we can expect. And, you know, uh, um, it's sad because somehow we are having some elements of, uh, you know, uh, transphobia or in inter, in, inter, inter, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Th those kind of things. But what I'm saying about it, those, you know, things are not helping us grow as, as a people, but those things are draining our energy. And what is the worst? They are, you know, th those thoughts from the people who are not, they shouldn't say us who we are, how we should behave. They They feel right to do it and they are doing it. And what is the point? Some of us, after having contact with those people, are believe. So this is also another argument why I believe as a community we need to empower each other. So when I was in clubs in London and when I heard those stories of of those ladies, I was I was sad because uh, they do not see um, that there is another part and i feel like we as uh, entrepreneurs should include invite those people to be with us and give them the same opportunities because they do not have the same opportunities right and of course i'm not saying like what they are doing it's bad or no opposite i'm saying to each people sex work it's a work and those ladies who i know because mostly i know ladies they are super entrepreneurial and they have to you know keep clients they need to attract new clients so i think we as a community should think together how might we support each other and give that support because sometimes it's it's one one thing sometimes it's five minutes of the conversation but it's such needed yeah and as you were saying that it took me back to what your uh, mentor said about empathy and sort of listening to the needs of people in that life who are there to say yeah like i i try to believe the statement uh that like people are doing the best they can and like if if people said i have a better way to live i have a better way to make money i have a better way to support myself 
they probably would. People would. Um, but people may not be able to see that opportunity for themselves. So I do think looking at the empathy of how we can listen to people in different situations and think about, all right, what, yeah. what does, what might support look like? What could support, what would support you? Um, yeah. And then actually possibly helping to make that deal. Um, yeah. So we were talking about your story and then we got a little off track and I just wanted to, to tie that part up a little bit. But um, so what, so you said that, um, so you were, you had a, your housemate um, let you borrow her bra and then that yeah. helped you see a different aspect of yourself. And then you were on a on a journey of cross-dressing for eight years. Um, and what, and then you may have met Sophie who saw that you were a woman and you did not see that for yourself at the time. Um, yeah. What helped you go from Sophie's words in you? And like, can you share a little more about that next step of your journey from there to where you are now? Yeah, yeah. So, um, um, reflection. It was time of uh, COVID, so you know, uh, it it was reflection and like. Funny fact is, you know, I think the, 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 the power came from mask so when we oh. had like a covid i could cover my face and i could go through the transition you know it was, oh, wow. it was a lot because it was like the hardest part like one year and one year and a half when i was changing and it was it, it is like very hard time sometimes for people and this is this is the part of the story but like um the another part is my mother and this is also um i'm very grateful to her but i i should admit is still hard for her because she's like very catholic and she is not fully convinced that it's a good decision so still after I transitioned we have a conversation that she you know she's not saying like she's not misgendering me but sometimes she is um, saying some things probably not intentionally but that uh, things are you know giving me a reflection if she you know believe that I'm a woman which is not nice feeling right I'm not blaming her, but I'm 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 hearing it. I think like you know I'm 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 conscious person, and uh, it's it's not nice feeling, but I know she's doing the best. She's like 30, 30 years um, older than me, so she she was uh, born in different world, but probably it's a good reminder that if we have parents who has transgender children. Uh, you know they have better tools that uh, I mean like my mother has also the same tools but the, the thing is with my mother 
uh, I offered her like sometimes conversation with psychotherapist, but she she doesn't want. So mm -hmm. she is not giving her uh, herself, uh, you know, opportunity to to go uh, to use those tools or to listen, and you know what I can I can I can ask in the future, but from from experience um she she doesn't want to talk she doesn't want to go for example for the group of other trans parents so but for sure i'm i'm this is sometimes confusing people because i'm from eastern uh eastern uh, east uh, oh my god europe europe right central eastern okay. europe yeah it's true i'm from central eastern europe and i said during one of my speech that i'm privileged and people were shocked uh yeah i'm privileged because also my mother gave me and support me with the money to go through all transition that i would like wow. to go because they are not and this is this is amazing from her even as i said right so mm -hmm. um yeah like sex affirmation surgery uh it wasn't covered by insurance uh it's it's not covered in poland at all so i had to go i had to i decided to have it uh, in serbia uh yeah serbia it's like balkans country far away from here also in europe but uh, yeah, this is this is one of the. I think it it could be it might be the biggest the biggest um, uh, center for uh, for uh, those surgeries. When we see like for example in Asia, uh, Thailand. So I would say in Europe, uh, when we talk affirmation surgery for uh, female uh, transgender, it could be Serbia. Part of, part of me is, is processing yeah. uh, your experience because I think that is amazing of, of your mom, right? Mm -hmm. to, to not yeah. even fully agree or understand or believe, yeah. but still say, yeah. I will help you get this done. Yeah. Um, that's, I'm glad there were moms like that out there. Yeah. You know, not perfect, not perfect. I'm a, I assume she's probably not perfect, but that is um that is beautiful and that shows mm -hmm. what love can be. Because one of the things that you said, like your mom wasn't convinced that this was good or maybe safe for you in some ways. And I think one of the concerns that I hear from people who talk about parents who don't understand them yeah. is the parent is like it's going to be hard for you in life. Yeah. They like they can they can see that society isn't inclusive or warm. Uh, they can see that there are places where you may be put at more risk because other people won't agree with you, and they might turn to resort to violence. Yeah. Um, and I think that speaks for some of the change that we need in society, yeah. because there are people who are like. If you're LGBTQ, you're gonna have a hard life. Mm. And when someone says that to me, what I hear is you see yeah. the differences and challenges that LGBTQ plus people face. Yeah. And you know that it's true, you know that it's there. And so I feel like just that awareness, yeah. they may not realize that they can do something about it or that they should do something about it, but it's mm. good to know that 
there might be a conversation point there to help make some of that change. Because even when you talk about your work with the trans inclusive workplaces, you know, if people can see that trans people have a different experience, then they can say, maybe we can do something, right? Maybe there's an extra reason for us to go through this training um, so that we can show up uh, better and create a better world. Yeah. Um, and, and I also love how uh, <laughs> you mentioned about COVID and masks being yeah. a blessing and a blessing in disguise. Uh, yeah. you, you're able to go through the recovery process. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there was a gift there in COVID, even though it was a hard time for, yeah. Yeah. for many of us. And actually, you are the first person that I said about it. Like, I thought about it for ages, but somehow mm -hmm. it never came up uh, during any conversation. So I'm glad, yeah, I've shared, like, um, yeah. And, yeah, it, it was very, very important for me. Mm. Yeah. I can say, like, I'm glad to COVID. <laughs> Yeah, like it's it's there are a couple um lessons that mm. I think are true, but I and I'm learning to believe them. Yeah. Uh, and like one of them is everyone is doing the best they can. That's mm. really hard sometimes when there are people who are being mean and just mm. rude and just like I don't think they oh, it's a it's a hard lesson to actually yeah. uh, process. Yeah. And then the other one is everything can be for your good so even the bad experiences there yeah. is something to take from it hard to say hard to say harder when you're going through yeah. something <laughs> um i you know like when you lose a friend or a loved one and yeah. you know i don't want someone to say this is good for you um yeah. but eventually i do think that we can. but hopefully yeah, yeah. So with that, I'm going to go to one of my fun questions because everyone can answer it. Your life right now, you are been in many different parts of Europe, uh, and I think you're in Berlin right now. Mm -hmm. um, so when you think about our LGBTQ plus community as a whole, what is one vision that you have for a next step, uh, an improvement? So if there's one problem we have that you'd love to fix or something you'd like to see mm. and it can be in any direction yeah yeah i think like um it would be great to see one day that we all are using pronouns so i really have wished that um, people will start a conversation with saying, for example, hi, my name is Magda and my pronouns are she, her. And then if you will see, if you will have a person who is going through transition or a person who is non-conforming, non-binary, you will create a safe space for them. And, you know, by saying it and starting from your perspective, it's not costing you a lot, but it's um, creating a safe space for the person. 
And I can tell from my experience that I had a lot of situations when people didn't listen to me, where people really, really, you know, I felt I felt horrible. I I I I cried. I felt like I will not survive. So you know, if you will find a person who is going through that hard time, which is transition, and you will do that small acts, it's it's a lot. So I see a lot of people are advocating, are putting on LinkedIn or Instagram on you know signature the pronouns, but still in some communities. You know, people are afraid to start a conversation that, you know, if will they start the conversation and saying my name is Magda and my pronouns are she, her, people will think that I'm transgender. I mean, it's about normalizing mm -hmm. that topic. So I really encourage people to start that conversation and normalize it. If you, of course, feel that you are ready for it, and if you understand after what I said that it's it's such important, because also I will give you an example during my path when I had Adam's apple removal, um, like the doctor who did it misgendered me, misgendered me yeah. a lot. Okay. And, you know, he said that he will opening a clinic for transgender people. And I was shocked. I, you know, after it, like, and, you know, I, I came to the reception and I said, like, what's going on? That person, like, permanently is doing it. And, of course, you know, people in the reception apologize me. And I said to them, like, you know what? I know who I am. Uh, but so many people are lost, so many people do not have support, and I can only imagine how hard, it's again about empathy, right, how hard it could be for them, so, you know, uh, though that person should be, uh, uh, should be, uh, I mean, like, mm -hmm. a few days ago when I was, because I didn't have like facial uh, feminization surgery. I mean, like I had one consultation and people said to me that I, I don't need it. But I see, I saw like in New York, like a few days ago, like person who is, you know, having a clinic for femi facial feminization. And I saw he proudly using pronouns he, him. And I thought like, yeah, it's possible that in other parts of Europe, people are un understand how important it is and the person who is leading a clinic or is major surgeon for clinic and you know having transgender female as a majority of his clients is proudly um or is advocating and showing uh the how, how to communicate inclusively yeah, yeah. that's that is a hard hard one sometimes where people in our community still have more to grow, still have more to learn and, and put into practice. Um, yeah, especially if the more exposure you have. Um, but yeah, and, and I, I like 
I like the vision that that you said. Um, having people, because that's so simple, right? Sometimes I think, what's the vision for the improvement? And when I asked Stefan, he said, eradicate LGBTQ plus business failure, which may be a lot bigger than when people introduce themselves, they add their pronouns to it. Yeah. Um, and I think that is interesting that people say, if I say my pronouns, someone will think I'm transgender. Yeah. yeah. Um, Cause, but I like it because that adds to the conversation. Because um, yeah. in a way, what that makes me think is, so if someone thinks you're transgender, what do you what like what do you think is going to happen next? Right, and I think that can speak to some of the problems in society. Again, where it's if someone thinks I'm transgender, then someone's going to think these negative things about. It's like, okay, cool, perfect. That's where you are. How do we change that in society? How do we think that if someone thinks you're transgender, you won't take that as, as an offense or something? So I think that's, that's what they're saying. It's like, if someone thinks I'm from a different country, then they're gonna like treat me different. I'm like, okay, cool. Maybe we should figure out how to stop. Uh, yeah, yeah. Justin, can I, I mean, like, uh, probably, I don't know your plan, but I, I feel like we, we, uh, we've touched a lot of topics, but, which is great, yeah. and I don't want to tell you when we should uh, finish, but I was thinking if you, if you will give me a space to share my two dreams with audience. Yeah, for sure. This is, this is, this is yours. I, I want to, I am ready. Yeah. So we've talked about it a bit, like my one dream is to, um, yeah, and I really hope, to be honest, that all of them will be possible in 2020, sorry, in, 2000, in 2024, 2024. Uh, yeah. One is to visit New York. I never been to, to the States. So, uh, yeah, and also I'm, I'm saying it because if we have a lot of people who are listening from the US and they will see opportunity to, you know, invite me to any work at their company, any panel. So I'm happy to come to any conference also. This is one thing. And another thing is about being in a relationship. So um, this is this is my goal, and I really want to one day meet someone who will um, appreciate who I am as a person, how beautiful I am without, you know, having expectations about the size of my boobs, because often I've heard, like, <laughs> those expectations. Um, and yeah, I think yeah, this is this is this is this is my dream and yeah. Thanks for the opportunity to share because I believe when we will say it loud, it's also um another value for us to to hear it again. So mm -hmm. thanks for that opportunity. Awesome. And I I don't say wish you the best. I believe that that can happen. Um, yeah. Being in a relationship and visiting New York. Uh, mm. 
right? And it's 2023 now. So as, mm -hmm. as we look into some future and some planning, you might find a way to say, okay, if I go mm -hmm. at this time, tickets will be this much. And you can be like, all right, I just need to get to this number and I can make it happen. Yeah. Um, so I, I support both of those, both of those dreams and spirits. Um, well, you went there, so I might as well. So when, when you think about being in a relationship, what is a quality that you look for in someone else? Um, um, what do you mean by quality in that context? Um, so like something about them. So like maybe someone who's funny or into music or um, into like, I don't, I don't know, like sci-fi and Star Wars. I, 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 so trying to think of something um, yeah. that anyone could be, uh, but that is, is attractive or appealing or interesting to you. Yeah. Um to be honest, I feel like um I would like to be with um male presenting person because I'm attraction I, I'm attracted to the people who are male presenting. Um and uh, for me like important is to somehow have that the person will have entrepreneurial uh, mindset uh, because uh, I'm entrepreneur and I know that I would like to you know grow as an entrepreneur I have a lot of ideas soon I'm starting to work with two creators and they are a couple and uh, yeah I want to learn from from there a lot mm. So I think it would be easier for me to, you know, to to find uh, common topics to talk about, you know, growing uh, a business. Also, um, yeah, I feel like Berlin. It's it's a it's it's like on the one hand, great city because people are more conscious, but on the other hand, like majority of people are looking for non-monogamous non relationship and yeah so I, I don't know exactly if I mean like I would say I'm open for both like monogamous and non-monogamous but <laughs> very important for me disclaimer that like ethical non-monogamous relationship mm -hmm. where the communication is key because from my experience and the guys that I've met so far like Often, yeah, and this is also the part of my story that the guys were in relationships, but the woman didn't know about, you know, having mm -hmm. sex with other people, right? And this is this is the scenario that I don't want to go through again. Uh, and mm -hmm. I would like to have people uh, around me who will be, you know, uh, ready to say openly, yeah, I've I've meeting um, Magda or I'm with Magda and she transitioned and I will support her, right? And uh, yeah, this is this is also another my idea about creating a speed dating for a woman who transitioned or a woman who identify as a transgender 
um, to give them, you know, safe space for dating because my um, experience with dating apps, uh, this is, I would say, not good in a very unpolitical way. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. Saying not straightforward because those dating apps, they are not inclusive or people who are there, they are not inclusive. Okay. Um, <laughs> while, while we're there... So let's say you have a magic wand. So you just wish it and it comes true, right? Whatever it is. <laughs> um, what are a couple ways these dating apps can be safer or more inclusive for candy? Yeah. Or at I least for your, I... for your experience. So whatever your experience yeah. is, what would make it safer for you? We don't have to solve that. Um, I think like I really like the idea behind of okay keep it with the connection okay I see you uh so you're moving so probably it's it's everything okay uh so uh because on on okay cupid if you answer more questions the algorithm is uh, like the matches are uh more better like better you have better matches so people who are you know have the same values and i like the idea behind on that um but in general i have feeling like from all dating apps that people are i mean like this is also probably according to me so people they don't know what they are looking for and people are overwhelmed and also you know the question like is if you want to be in a relationship do you really need to look for people because also i i i truly believe like you can meet someone when you will be ready in in a situation that you will not be prepared that it will be your love so what I'm trying to say, uh, I'm not sure if I'm ready for relationship in the meaning of, you know, my internal processes. And of course, like I know it's not, it's never the perfect time, but I know that everything what I experienced is quite new for me because I started in my transition in May 2021 and I finished in January 2023. So it was very fast and this is very new for me, right? But, uh, yeah, I would say, like, in uh, a context of meeting someone in a person, you can observe more, you can, you know, uh, see more, you can experience more with the person. But when we talk about dating apps, mostly it's about swiping and you are judging people by their look and you don't know a lot about them. So, I mean, like, I, again, delayed or dating apps. And my strategy will be meeting people in, in a person. Uh, but this is this is the thing why I would like to create a, a speed dating because I would like to create safe space because often I've been in a situation where, 
you know, someone was attracted to me. And then when I shared, it's like common scenario. And then when I shared the fact that I transitioned, someone was saying, mm, so sorry, you're so beautiful, but it's not for me. But, you know, the person never, never try. And I can, I can understand that fear because, uh, yeah, because, yeah. Because sometimes it's better that someone will not um, go through that because from my experience, it's like if someone is not experienced, it didn't work. Of course, yeah, we have some examples and I'm also happy more and more creators mm, showing like Nikki, uh, she's from from the Netherlands, but she transitioned like uh, when when she was very young. She is, sh is showing a story of her love with her, I think it's fiance right now, and this is giving a hope that you know it's possible, uh, because also uh, I think it's something that we touch a bit about uh, internalization, that if you don't experience a love as a person who transitioned it's hard to believe it's possible so if you will ask me justin do you believe in love i would say yes but if you will ask me have you ever been in a relationship no i i haven't been so um yeah it's you know somehow hard for me to to think how it could be and thank thank you for for sharing that and the different aspects of your own journey and I, i'm not i'm not suggesting that you should but it sounds like you really want to make a speed dating for trans women ha event <laughs> happen in berlin soon so yeah. uh i don't know if they do uh what's it called valentine's day over there mm -hmm. in february but you've got a little more than two months yeah. maybe maybe you have time to put out some yeah to reach out to different people to see if they'd be interested in doing something before that or on that day yeah. but it sounds like when you keep you, you talk about it and you're excited to do it yeah. um and you know sometimes it's fun to do things that are exciting um because yeah. I, I think at the end of the day that's what that's what community can be so like earlier when you talked about your mentors and how yeah. they helped you see different ways to approach life and Help you see different yeah. things within yourself and different yeah. examples of how you can be. Um, I think that can be really helpful for yeah. defeating yeah. that internal, those internalized, it could be homophobia, transphobia, but just yeah. that internalized beliefs that we all have. Yeah. Like I think even earlier you mentioned uh, you're not an NGO and yeah. you know, you, you have your own bills to pay. But yeah. wondering, is it worth it for me? Right? Like, like, should people pay me to come and help them out? Or should yeah. I just do this for free? And I think mm -hmm. the examples that we see and the communities that we're a part of can help us grow yeah. to go to that next step. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, and that's a beautiful, that's a much, that's a very beautiful dream of being like, okay, I know what it's like to date. And I can see the parts that are unsafe or more risky. What can I do to help make it easier for others? Yeah. Um, that would be, it'd be interesting 
if that idea made any sense to you and if it inspired you in any way yeah one it's already it's your idea you you said it first but it would be interesting to see if if you can um what might happen with that uh yeah yeah, yeah. sure wow sure. but um okay so i have some rapid fire questions for the first rapid fire question what is something that inspires you and why What, sorry, what is something what inspires me? Yeah, what inspires you and why? So, be anything. Uh, sorry, what is the last word? I'm not sure if I... Oh, and why, so... so and why, why? Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, I would say... Um, I think I'm in, yeah, I'm inspired by people's stories and, you know, the fact they are brave to share it with others. And, oh my God, this is very, this is very a uh, hard word to pronounce. Vulnerability. Before Vulnerability. Vulnerability. Yeah. Mm. So I never, I never, for example, showed on my Instagram when I'm crying, but I would love to, because I feel, yeah, it's great to, to talk about emotions, but because still it's like, yeah, people are, you know, mostly showing up. It's like the trend, like, yeah, we are happy, we are beautiful, but as a human being, we also have those bad days, right? So it's good to to show people who are, you know, um, your followers that it's not always great and it's okay to have a bad days. So yeah, mm. I I think okay. also, you know, my mother is like inspiration for me because uh, she. Um, she didn't know about anything uh, about LGBT plus community and she had like two coming out of me uh, being gay firstly uh, that I thought about myself as a gay and then as a person who uh, as a transgender person and you know she she managed it and as I said, like, she didn't have, like, any tools. So, yeah, she's super strong. And, yeah, I think I'm also strong. But she inspired me to be strong and believe in, in a better word. Beautiful. So, next question is, yeah, yeah. what do you like to do for self I wish I will introduce you someone. <laughs> His name is Tanchosh. It's Teddy Bear. And uh -huh. he's been with me uh, since I had surgery in Serbia. So the last the last year, July. Yeah. Um, so like more than a year ago. And yeah, I love cuddling with him. Like he's he's great supporter, and always I can count on him. And he's not expecting you know any sexual activity with me. So oh, yeah. yeah, I feel I feel safe. 
Um, I really like, I love dancing. So this is giving me uh, relief. Um, also, uh, since few years, I'm going for a session of ma massage, ma massages. <laughs> yeah. So receiving mas massage and it's also, you know, helping me to relieve the, the bad things. And also I've changed the people who are doing it. So yeah, it gave me different type of uh, touch. And for example, when I'm meeting my uh, massager, his name is Rafał. We always, he's always giving me uh, hugs. So hugs from Ten Trush are great, but I feel like as a human being, we also need the hugs from people. So if I can put one more wish for our community, so uh, my wish, okay. it will be non-sexual, consensual uh, hacks. Awesome. Hey, love that. Love that. Hey, I'm a part of a community called SCA Kinship. And one year, we were just sort of going around, like, what do you like about the community? And they're like, authenticity, fun, jokes. And then someone was like, the hugs because yeah. when you're in a safe space and community where yeah people give you a hug and it's not just because but like you can feel the love in there you can feel that con connection yeah um, it's a very beautiful thing so yeah. thank you <laughs> thank you for sharing that um okay so it's december now um, so we're right in the middle of the holiday season here in the U.S. Because we just had Thanksgiving a couple weeks ago and then Christmas yeah. and New Year's. Do you have any, uh, either, um, traditions? Do you have any traditions that you, uh, do around in the season or mm. something you're really looking forward to doing in the next few weeks or months? Um, I have new traditions since, I think it would be ter third year that I'm spending Christmas alone. I mean, like, I'm not celebrating Christmas, but like, I'm, I'm, I'm saying like for people who are celebrating, it's Christmas. So, uh, and I really like the fact that I can manage the time as, as I want I was thinking and still I'm considering spending time with some friends in Berlin. Uh, but I will see because, you know, people uh, could go somewhere like, yeah, people don't like to stay in December in, in Berlin. Uh, but yeah, I, I also was considering somehow to meet with people from the community maybe one evening maybe do something like you know for 10 people invite people from the community like you know according to the term chosen family to do something and you know share those moments uh, together but i will see because as i said i like the fact that you know <laughs> when everyone is saying like oh my god i'm overwhelmed with my family I'm deciding that I will spend alone 
because I'm only have contact with my mother. So I'm not going to, you know, to my um, family. I'm like to my biological family. I'm, I'm, I'm not going there anymore. Um, so yeah, I feel like it's good to, to have time. I would try also reflect more because yeah, the, the, that year was like very intense and I want to recharge my batteries. So yeah, I will, I will, I will focus on myself. Sounds, sounds good. That's something I'm still learning myself to do. I'm learning also, like, of course. Yeah. It's never ending. Yeah. Uh, like, like I, I'm a little jealous of that. Part of me would love to not go to family in New York. Mm. But sometimes it's like, there's a lot Why of nieces. In New York, I can be a plus one. <laughs> I mean, it's easy. For, I'm in DC, so I could take a bus for like twenty dollars, uh, or a train 20. for like a hundred. Yeah, but it's, it's twenty hours. Oh, uh, tw uh, twenty dollars. What is the so, word? Uh, like dollars, like tw uh, twenty dollars. Yeah. I felt like twenty hours. I was going from uh, Poland. My bus eight hours to Berlin, and I said like never again. And I thought you said like ah oh, twenty hours. What that? Yeah, twenty hours. Okay, <laughs> I'm going twenty hours. Yeah, if it was twenty hours. I would <clears throat> one. I would have to fly, and two, yeah. I would not be as interested in going. But I, I sort of go just because there's a lot of nieces and nephews. So mm. every year they, you know, they grow so fast. Yeah. But um, okay, okay. But that it sounds good to have time alone and. I have a couple questions left. So do Great. you have, yeah, they, they, they were supposed to be quick and I don't know why I call them rapid fire because they, they take like two okay. minutes to answer. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so these are going to be quick ones uh, yes. and we'll be done in three minutes. Yeah. Okay, so one, do you have a favorite joke or something you laughed at recently? No, I think I'm boring when we talk about jokes. So sorry, I don't have anything to share. Okay, cool. Check. Um, yeah. Is there a queer person who inspires you? Mm. Yeah, I think there are, yeah, a lot. Um, so I think like in uh, professional settings, I do really mm -hmm. admire work of uh, Pips ban Bans. It's it's a person from the UK and they are non-binary. And I really like the fact they are uh, in a banking area, which is like quite, it's, it's conservative, say straightforward. Mm -hmm. And uh, they are showing, uh, you know, people can can tell from the from the um, outside that they are cross dressers. So I, I really um, admire determination, and I can only imagine how hard it was on the beginning for them. But also, they are very friendly. They are very um, helpful. So uh yeah I'm I'm really looking forward to meet them in a person because we had a lot of interaction but only online. So this is this is one of of the person, and also I would say um 
I'm following a few trans female who are inspiring me. And I think uh, Nikki Tutorial, it's one of, of the people and she's doing uh, makeup. And she is, as I said, uh, she has fiance and, you know, showing also that story about them. It's, 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 it's inspiring for me. And also very important, as I said, to believe it's possible to, to be in the relationship. Yeah. Perfect. And now, so final question. Uh, you look back at your journey in your life. Do you have one <clears throat> piece of advice or words of wisdom that helps you keep moving forward? And um, yeah, I have two. <laughs> awesome. You can share them both. So the first, and I feel probably the most important is, and also it's it, it's hard to say straightforward, but it's worth for sure. Listen to yourself, to your body, because yeah, this is, this is, yeah. Trust yourself, trust yourself. And the second is never, never, never give up, never. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for your time. Um, this was longer than I anticipated and we, we are, you hung in there and mm -hmm. I'm glad you have your teddy bear there giving you, um, some extra support. Uh, thank mm -hmm. you for sharing vulnerably and going in many directions about your life. Yeah. I am happy to have had this conversation and yeah. I look forward to, uh, seeing what's next for you, especially as, as he knows, maybe I'll see you in New York next year when you're there. Uh, yeah. Thank it, you. Yeah, Justin, thank you very much for, you know, the invitation and your questions. So it's been really privilege and also inspiration for me to, you know, talk with you because maybe last thing, what I want to share as a person for whom English it's not the first language, for many years I, I had that assumption and I worked on it uh, that I will not be able to communicate in English. Like, you know, since the last November, so I think like more than a year, I'm having English tutor. Of course, I've learned English the whole my life, like having English at school. But, you know, I I hope it could be inspiration that, you know, sometimes for some people, uh, some things, it could be a blocker. But if you really want to do it, if you will work on it, it's showing like I can talk with people from English speaking country and people can understand me. So whatever for you, it could be a blocker. It's just a work on it. And if you will be determined, if you will be passionate about it, you can you can do it. Awesome. Thank you for sharing more words of wisdom. Uh, yeah, experience. yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Queer Changemakers podcast. I'm your host, Justin Mezzetin. And I hope that you're able to learn from what you just heard and think of ways that you yourself 
can also make change in your community for the better. Take care, and I'll see you next time.